I would say most interviews are equal parts, if not one fourth part selling your company to the candidate. You're trying to get them excited about why you are somebody they should want to work for, the opportunities your company will provide them with, your leadership will provide them with, and really selling them in a way that makes them want to come work for you. And you want to do it in an honest way so that the person feels like they have an accurate picture of what they're stepping into. Welcome to Hiring School, a weekly podcast about recruiting for non-recruiters. I'm Jackie Koch, and I have over 15 years of experience prospecting talent and building teams for Fortune 500 companies, startups, and small businesses in all different types of industries. I'm the founder and CEO of People Principles, where I help founders scale and lead their teams with programs, courses, and boutique agency services. My goal is to simplify the hiring and team building process so that you, founders and not so solopreneurs, can implement modern, effective and efficient hiring strategies that help you build the team that you want to help you scale. If you can't seem to find the right job candidates or simply don't know where to start, you're in the right place. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Hiring School Podcast. And on today's episode, I'm going to share with you tips and tricks on how to become a good interviewer to get the results you're looking for. I feel like we've covered some of this stuff in previous episodes. So make sure you've definitely gone back and listened to some of the former episodes where inevitably we talk about interviewing throughout the episodes, right? They haven't been dedicated solely to interviewing, but we definitely cover a lot of them. And obviously you want to become a better interviewer because you want to hire the right people most of the time. I say that because as somebody who has hired thousands of people, like you are not going to make the right decision every single time because they're humans and you're a human and it doesn't always end up working out. However, interviewing is such an important tool in making sure that you are hiring the right people. And there are definitely some tips and tricks I've learned along the way that I'm excited to share with you. So that is ultimately one of the your probably initial first goals of interviewing is to make sure you hire a person that is going to be a fit for your team and for the role that you need support with. But there's also reasons why interviewing well is important for your business outside of that goal, outside of making sure that you make the right hire. And I wonder if you've ever thought of them. And so I think it's so important to share them with you so that as you're going through the interview process with candidates, you keep these things in mind because they will come back and benefit you or not benefit you if you're not careful. And so one of the most obvious right now is that we are in a market where candidates have so many options of where they can go work. I would say most interviews are equal parts, if not one fourth part selling your company to the candidate. You're trying to get them excited about why you are somebody they should want to work for, the opportunities your company will provide them with, your leadership will provide them with, and really selling them in a way that makes them want to come work for you. And you want to do it in an honest way so that the person feels like they have an accurate picture of what they're stepping into, right? If you're a small business or a startup, 
a lot of times it's chaos. It's not structured. You're looking for someone to come in and provide some structure. And you want to make sure you don't lead the candidates to think that it's something that it's not. It does not serve anyone well to not have an honest assessment of what it's going to be like when they start. The more they know about what it's like to start through the interview process with you, the better they're going to be. So make sure that you're selling them right on why it's so great to come work for you, the opportunities that they're going to get, who you are, why they should work for you, and also what it will be like when they join so that they have an accurate assessment so that they can decide if it's the right fit for them or not. And so that is definitely one of the reasons why you're interviewing and why interviewing well matters because you convey this information to them during that process. And they're assessing you as much as you're assessing them. And so you want them to have a good understanding of what it's like to work for you. And then the second reason that you may not think about is as you're going through this interview process, you're sending signals to this potential future hire of what it's like to work there and how to behave when you're working. You're giving them signals on what acceptable behavior is for your new hire. If they join your team, how you showed up for the interview process, how you interviewed people is going to be how they do it. So you are really giving them an indicator of acceptable behavior and ways to do things throughout the interview process. So is it something that you want them to mimic, you know, is something to keep in mind. And so it's so important to make sure that you think about these things as well as making sure that you make the right decision in who you're hiring. And so I think those are super important to remember off the bat. And honestly, becoming a good interviewer takes practice, just like becoming a good leader takes practice. Like practice is perfect. And you have to be willing to practice and let your ego go. Because just like anything, the more you do something, the better you become and the better you get at it. And interviewing is a skill and you can learn that skill. I think there are some people who are better at interviewing because they have strong emotional intelligence. They're able to read body language. They're able to listen. Like if you have strong emotional intelligence, you're probably going to be a better interviewer off the bat. It doesn't mean you can't learn it. So that would be a tip actually that I would share with you is work on becoming strong at emotional intelligence because that is what interviewing is for the most part. It will help you a ton. But I also have some of my top five tips for interviewing so that you really get the results you're looking for most of the time. I'm going to say that all the time and be probably annoying about it, but it's true. So I hate that I even have to say this as a tip, but it is so important. And I've seen people do this so many times or not do this so many times, excuse me. The first tip is just be friendly and show up on time. I feel like this should go without saying, but you need to show up on time and you need to be respectful of the candidate's time and show up at the time in which you're scheduled. It also like not only is it just respectful, but allows you to know if they showed up on time. If you're not on time, how do you know if they were on time? And you want people who show up on time. So guess what? That means you have to be there maybe a little bit earlier to see, right? So make sure you show up on time, be friendly, help them feel welcomed. Interviewing is scary and uncomfortable, both for a lot of times for the person doing the interview, 
as well, the interviewer, as well as the candidate. I love interviewing people because I just look at it as a way that I'm meeting new people. So I don't actually get uncomfortable as an interviewer, but that's because I've been doing this for 15 years. But just remember that interviewing is uncomfortable. It's scary looking for a new job. So help like ease them into it and remember that. And as it relates to being late, I feel like you've all interviewed for a job sometime. I know I have, or like I've scheduled a meeting with a client or something, right? And every minute that that person is late for showing up, you're like, holy shit, did I give them the wrong number? You're like scrolling through the calendar invite. Like, am I supposed to be on a video or are they calling me? Am I on the wrong video? And you're just like freaking out. So that for a minute, you have such high levels of anxiety And then they show up and you're like nervous already for something that you weren't even nervous about before. So just be on time. Even if you're going to be three minutes late, like shoot them a note and say, Hey, I'm running two minutes late. I'm so sorry. Like that shows so much about your character and how much you respect them. So being fashionably late does not do anything. Like sometimes I feel like, Oh, I should be a little late so that I I don't even know if people think that, but they must because I see people showing up late all the time, but it doesn't do anything except make you look disrespectful. And then just be aware of your body language throughout the process. Even if you know that it's probably not going to be a fit, manage your face. Like don't look snotty. Don't look annoyed. Don't look preoccupied. Don't be checking your phone. Turn your phone on silent. Be respectful and honor their space and have great body language. You want them to leave the meeting with you feeling respected and heard because even if you don't hire them, guess what? If they have a bad experience about you, there's plenty of places they can write a review about you online in your interview process and also tell people to never do business with you. So just be friendly, show up on time and be respectful is my first tip. I hate that I even have to do that, but I really do, which is wild. The second tip is to be prepared. You know, if you've listened to episodes of this podcast before, we talk about how important it is to know who you're hiring for, not just what you need them to do, but the type of person who will be successful at your company and your business. And so make sure you're clear on who that is. Who is your ideal candidate profile? How would your ideal candidate answer questions, the questions that you have? So make sure that you've identified what you're going to be interviewing for in that certain interview you're doing. And what I mean by that is you've gone through the work of figuring out the job, what they're going to do, who the type of person is, what the core qualities and traits are of the person. It's probably too long of a laundry list to get it all knocked out in one conversation. And so you're deciding when you're going to screen for those things. So half of them could be in the initial screen, the other half in the video call. A few of them are with another team member, like decide who is interviewing for what and at what stage and prepare interview questions to effectively assess those. Become prepared ahead of time. If somebody else has already interviewed them, on your team and there's a place for notes, which there should be, which is my last tip when we'll talk about, but review the notes that somebody else had about their conversation with them and identify, well, one, I guess I'm going to caveat that. If you cannot be unbiased and objective about other people's opinions, then do not read them. 
because you don't want somebody else's interview to indicate if you like the person or not, right? Like they might have had a shitty day. So they had a bad interview with the person. But if you can look at them for what they're worth for face value or at face value, and if there's things are like, oh, I didn't get a chance to dig into this, or they asked about this, or I have some concerns about this, that will help you ask about those things in your interview. But just because somebody has a concern about something doesn't mean that they should be ruled out of the process and you should blow them off. So if you can be objective, review somebody else's feedback so that you know what to ask for and do that ahead of time. That's part of the preparation is having your interview questions, reviewing their resume, looking at their portfolio. You should spend at least 20 to 30 minutes preparing for the interview if you want to do a great job. If you are too busy and you don't look at anything until two minutes before the interview, it's not even worth your time to do the interview, to be honest. So you need to prepare and make sure that you know exactly what you're at, at least three to five questions that you are asking every single candidate that are pretty much the basis in which how you're going to rate them. Because in prior episodes, you've heard this. It helps you reduce your bias and it helps make sure that you actually interview for the most important things. Otherwise, you may find yourself on an interview with someone and you love them because they're a good person and a fun person that you think you could be friends with, but it doesn't mean that they can do the job. And if you didn't ask them about everything, how will you know that? So make sure you're prepared is the second tip. Third tip, be a good listener. Effective interviewing is about listening and don't be afraid to interrupt them. First, I'll talk about the listening and then I'll talk about the interrupting. So, so many interviewers get so worried about what they're going to ask next. They have this list of questions and they're like, okay, what is next on my list? So they ask the question, they give an answer. They don't actually listen to the answer. So they can't like dig into things more. And then they're already asking the next question. And it's like, Think about that if you're in a conversation, just take it as a conversation, right? If somebody's reading through a laundry list of questions, you can tell when they're not listening or actually like giving your answer thoughtful consideration. So make sure you're listening because that gives you an opportunity and cues for you to ask follow-up questions. And follow-up questions are the secret weapon while interviewing. Asking follow-up questions about something they just shared starts with things like it's how and what, and it's like, how did that go? How did you decide to do that? What did they say? What happened next? What did the team say? How did you roll that out? What made you decide to do that? You're able to ask questions to dig in for so many reasons. One, validate what they said is actually true. Two, figure out how they were, like how were they being in a stressful time? How did they handle the stressful situation? You can just dig into more and uncover more things. A fun game would be like, okay, I'm gonna ask four follow-up questions to every answer they give me. I don't know, you could make that up if you're trying to become a good interviewer. Sometimes I do that. Like you, It's wild what people will share with you. You're like, did they forget that they were interviewing and they just told me that? Or you uncover something that you wouldn't have even thought to ask about that was so relevant. And you're like, wow, I'm so glad I learned this. And if you get stuck, I think I've shared this up before on a previous episode, just ask, tell me more about that. And they'll just keep talking usually. And if they can't keep talking, when you ask follow-up questions, 
maybe that's a red flag. I guess it depends on the job you're hiring for. But being a good listener allows you to, to ask the follow-up and the prompt questions. Being a good listener is also being aware of body language. Body language matters, yours and your ability to assess other people's. And listening is oftentimes about verbal and nonverbal cues. And so work on becoming a better listener. You will definitely become a better interviewer. And don't be afraid to interrupt. People will go on tangents. You can reel them back in by asking a follow-up question. If somebody's rambling, you can totally say, hey, can I just ask a follow-up question on that? Like, how did you decide to do that? I'm super curious. It's like, that's not offensive, right? So don't be afraid to interrupt so that you keep the conversation on track. You know, if somebody wants to talk for three minutes about something that isn't super relevant, obviously that might be a red flag. However, you can bring them back to the topic on hand and remember they're probably nervous. You know, people have different nervous tics. So like don't immediately rule someone off if they start to go on a tangent, just reel them back in and see if they answer the questions that you ask. I guess that would be another tip that I wasn't, going to share with you, but just came to me. If you're listening, you'll find out if somebody is actually, does their answer make sense to the question that you asked? And I think sometimes if you're new to interviewing, you'll ask a question, somebody will give you an answer and you just move on to the next question without being like, wait, that didn't actually answer the question that I asked. And so if that happens, you can repeat the question in a different way. You'd be like, oh, that sounds super interesting. But what I'm really trying to find out is a time when something didn't go as planned and you had to troubleshoot it. Or you can go back to the question and see if they realize that they didn't answer the question. And sometimes it might be you. I know you don't want to know that, but sometimes you might not ask the question in a way that makes sense. So asking it again is a good way to diagnose, was it a you thing or was it a them thing? But you got to be a good listener in order to, to know how to do that. And just remember that interrupting them to ask a clarifying question is way better than making an assumption about something. So don't be afraid to interrupt in a kind way. And the more you do it, the better you'll get at it and the more comfortable you'll feel. But it's totally acceptable to say, oh, awesome. Can I ask a follow-up question on that? I actually really want to learn more about how or what you did. So that's my third tip. Be a good listener and don't be afraid to interrupt. Fourth tip. Give them a roadmap at the beginning of the interview on where the point of the interview, what you're looking to assess, where it's going and how long you think it will be. I guess more like give a a roadmap of how long the interview should last and the goals of the interview. For example, you know, you don't have to say I'm trying to assess if X, Y, Z give them an overview of something like this. So for initial screens that I do with candidates, either video or via phone, I'll say something to the effect of like, hey, I'm so excited to chat with you more today. Thank you for taking time. This call will likely be about 20 minutes or so. And really the goal is for me to get to know a little bit more about you, your background and your career goals. And for me to share a little bit more about us with you, the role and where we're headed. Should it be a good fit? We'll have a follow-up call where I'll dig a lot more into your experience, things you've done, projects you've worked on. Then they know how long it'll take. It'll be about 20 minutes. And then on... 
for example, for a second interview, I'll say something to the effect of this call will be about 40 minutes or so. And I'm going to dig into more about your previous jobs, why you've left, some of the things you've worked on, projects you've had, and just get to know a little bit more of the nitty gritty of what it's like to work with you. That just gives them a roadmap to know what to expect and kind of eases, I don't even know if it'll ease their worries, but at least they know what to expect. It's just like any meeting you show up and you're like, okay, how is this going to go? You're in your head worrying about what's going to happen next. If they're going to throw some random test on you. And if you are going to have a test, tell them, but giving a roadmap about what's coming and all of that helps so much. And then at the end of the interview, share with them next steps and when they can expect to hear from you. I typically will say next steps would be for you to chat with so-and-so I'm finishing up you know, video calls this week, and we'll be getting back in touch with candidates by the end of this week or early next week. And you can expect to hear from me then give them. And that's part of the roadmap. You know, I call it. And then the last tip is write down interview notes immediately following the interview. Make sure you schedule 10 minutes after the interview so that you can capture interview notes. If you think that you're going to remember in three hours, let alone two weeks when you're ready to make a hire, everything about that interview, you are not going to remember. Trust me, I've done this for so long and I get so frustrated when I don't leave notes. And do you want to know what's super embarrassing? This still happens to me because I I need to take my own advice. For the most part, I do, but sometimes I don't have time to take notes or I'm not at my computer when I'm talking to a candidate. Like, There's reasons why I don't sometimes. I get a pass because I've been doing this forever. You don't, just kidding. (laughs) But it happens. And so let me tell you the most embarrassing thing. I can't remember oftentimes what I talked to them, how we left things. And I'll follow it up with people. And they're like, hey, didn't we end the call saying that this wasn't a good fit for me? And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. And I don't remember because I didn't write down notes. And so I look like an idiot. And that's so embarrassing. And so that's one reason to take down notes. But the real reason is so that when you are going back to decide who it is that you want to make an offer to or move to the next round, you have reasons other than, oh, I really liked my conversation with them. Really liking a conversation with somebody does not give you reasons to hire them, right? So you want to make sure you're writing down notes. Like what is it that they said? What is it about their experience? What was it about how they showed up? Like what is it that made you really feel like they were a good fit for the job? And how does it compare to the role scorecard you created about who the right person is for the job? So write down notes. Because I do this for a living, I have a lot of different applicant tracking systems that allow you to write notes about the interview in them. But if you don't have that because you're a small business, honestly, just create a Google form. I create a Google type form. I don't, I guess I don't know if it's called the type form, but I'll create a Google form that I fill out afterwards. It'll be a form that asks for their name, the job title. I'll ask notes about the interview. I'll answer, am I excited to keep conversations going with them? Yes or no. Is there anything that I want to dig in deeper to in the next call? I'll create like a rating section based on the core qualities and core traits that are needed. And I fill that out. And then that 
dumps into a, a Google sheet, like a Excel spreadsheet, but Google, and then I can see all the notes there. I'll also most of the time add a rating, like a scale of like strong hire, medium, weak or something like that, or like a one, two or three, I'll give it a number, like rate this candidate on a scale of one to five. And then you can sort them on the Google sheet of all of your top five candidates. And it's just an easy way to go back and look at everyone that you've met with. So make sure you're writing down notes immediately. So those are my top five tips and tricks for becoming a better interviewer. We talked about in this episode why becoming a good interviewer matters. It matters because it helps you make the right hire for your business and making the right hire helps build your company, build your culture, all of those things. Being a good interviewer helps you sell the candidate on the job. It helps them see what it'll be like to work for you and really see if they can see themselves thriving in that business. And then it also helps send the right signals to the candidate from the beginning of what it's like to work at your company, what you allow, what you don't allow, all of that stuff. So those are all of the reasons why it matters. And also like, I guess I didn't talk about this, but even if you don't hire someone, they can become a raving fan of yours. So it's like another sales step, right? You're meeting with them and they have a great experience and they'll go tell other people, maybe they'll buy your product. Maybe they'll buy your service. Maybe they'll refer somebody who is a great fit. So interviewing matters for that reason. And then the five tips are to be friendly, show up on time, be prepared, make sure you know what you're looking for and come prepared with questions and what you want to find out during the interview and ask the same questions to everybody in each step of the process. Tip number three is to be a good listener and don't be afraid to interrupt. Tip number four, give them a roadmap for how the interview is going to go and what the interview process is like. And tip number five, immediately write down your notes, put your feedback somewhere. So hopefully all of these things help. A lot of them may seem like no brainers or I don't know, maybe brand new to you, but it's so important to do all of these things. It will help you tremendously. They will start to become second nature. The more you interview, the better you'll get. And just remember practice is perfect. You're not going to get it right. So thank you for tuning in to this episode. I will be doing a future episode about things not to ask during interviews. There's some topics that you that are just illegal and some that are just not appropriate. So we're going to do a whole episode on those. But for now, you have some tips and tricks to go into your next interview, feeling confident and doing a great job. So thank you so much for tuning into the show. As always, please make sure to follow Hiring School on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review us. The more ratings and reviews we get, the more we can help different, more people and more business owners. And make sure to follow me on Instagram. You can follow on Instagram at People Principles, also on TikTok, People Principles, or visit our podcast website at hiringschool.com. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next week.